When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Stratford Paddock. My name is Joe. This is, well, let's get straight into it. This is Abdul and this is uh, Andy Tate. How, how are you doing, lads? All right. Yeah. yeah. Bit of a throwback. Show Bit of a throwback. Yeah. Abdul and Andy on the same show. Yeah, pre-lockdown. Yeah. Pre-lockdown. Uh, this is Housen's Brew. Of course, no Stephen Housen today, but he will be back very soon, so don't worry about that. And anyway, we don't need Stephen Housen. We've got a lot to get through today. This, the Premier League season starts, forget about tonight, because Arsenal and Brentford, who cares? Tomorrow, Man United versus Leeds, lunchtime kickoff, football is back. We've all enjoyed the Euros. We've all enjoyed the Copa America. But proper football's back. How happy are you? How excited are you, Andy? I'll start with you. Yeah, I'm really excited to be back here in Old Trafford since uh, the City game. Went to Brentford, friendly, mm. but yeah, since that atmosphere against City, um, and a year of uh, hell. Pain, hell and pain yeah. and suffering, um, it's back. And I, I taste the Yorkshire ding-dong with the dingles over from Leeds. Interesting. Um, have you, when's the last time you had a taste of Yorkshire ding-dong, Andy? It's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> Personally, it's been a very long time for me, but no, I mentioned it. I've got a a hankering for one. Uh, What what are your thoughts on the season coming back up? Football, proper football. Um, I'm excited, man. First of all, I've been back at Old Trafford. Yeah, sorry. How big a fan uh, are you of international football? How much have you enjoyed this summer? I I enjoyed the Euros, I'm not going to lie. I think it was. I like like the big competitions, obviously, the Euros, the World Cup. All this extra stuff with like the Nations League and then the friendlies and I don't yeah. really bother with much, but I always like a you know international tournament, a proper one. So yeah, it was fun. It was fun to watch, but it's just nice being back in the ground. I think that's mm. the thing I'm looking forward. That's to the most. main thing in it. Yeah. Um, this uh, podcast is brought to you by Skybet the, with their Fan Hope survey. Right, they've been round and asked pretty much every every team in the league's uh, opinions on loads of different things. So we're going to have a few talking points. They've been talking to Manchester United fans. Let's get our first one up. Here's the first stat from the from the, the fan hope survey. My United fans are predicting a second place finish, but this opinion, whatever. All the you know, uh, Liverpool and City uh, think they're going to finish first. United fans finish think they're going to finish second. 
I want to talk about the chances of a title challenge next season, or this season, as I suppose it would be now with the, with the league starting tonight. Um, first of all, Abdul, do you think that's like the main requirement? Do you think that's the minimum expectation this season? And do you think genuinely United can win the league this year? I think there's four teams in this title challenge, in my opinion. I think it's about who takes advantage in certain periods of the mm-hmm. season. You've got City could potentially start a bit slow. Because obviously they've got, the, I think the Bruyne is out. They got Foden out mm. last season. They didn't start too well, and then they took advantage of United's dropping off. And, and also the season's starting tonight. They haven't. I mean, yeah. they've got Jesus as their only striker at the club. Yeah, it's I don't bit, know what's happening with Harry Kane. So well, exactly. Obviously, if Harry Kane walks through the door, then that's for me. Is the league's done? It's City's league. But if when if that doesn't happen, I think it's an open title race. Um, I feel like obviously Liverpool addressed Kanate, bringing him in at centre mm. back. United have addressed the right wing issue with Sancho and the centre-back as well, who's with Varane, who's world-class. So I think every team's addressed something. Uh, Chelsea never really got Werner and Havertz scoring goals consistently enough last season. No. They got Romelu Lukaku now, who's obviously since he's left the Premier League, um, you know, improved parts of his game, you know, gone away at Inter Milan, become the main man, won the league title mm-hmm. and he's come back. So... I just think it's, it's a bit of an open race and United should be challenging. I think they, they will be in a genuine challenge because you can't, you know, we were, we were up there, you know, for a decent amount last mm. season. Ja- we are top of the league yeah. in January last in January, season. Yeah, and then... Sheffield you know, United. Mm. We're always within like a decent range of City until obviously the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, after probably around the derby when we beat them anyways. I yeah. think that was when we were like, it was gone because we beat them and they didn't mean anything. Um, but I think it's just an open race right now because you can't just... You, you, you've got Sancho, you've got Varane, you can't see that's not a massive improvement yeah. because um, you're addressing long-term problems with world-class players. Well, I would say, Andy, we've talked, Abdul's mentioned there, like Lukaku's gone to Chelsea, obviously that improves a, a, a bit of a hole they had up front. Werner actually didn't do as bad as a lot of people thought in terms of numbers, but wasn't getting 25, 30 goals. City, for me, yes, Jack Grealish is a great player, but that's all they've signed at the minute, um, that Kane isn't a Man City player. I don't think that Jack Grealish right now is a better player than David Silva was two, three years ago. I don't think he's as good. So I personally don't think City are that much better than they have been as it stands. I don't even think they've really improved that much. I like Jack Grealish, but he isn't a massive step up on Bernardo Silva, on Mares, on Sterling. I, don't, I personally don't think he is. I, feel I think like he's he a very could, good player. He could join another team in the league and then I'd say that could push them. But mm. with City, it almost feels like They've still got problems in that midfield. Yeah, he's just a cog in that team, isn't he? Yeah, exactly that. And it it just feels like in that midfield where Pep might shuffle things about, sometimes Gundogan will play deep, Rodri, Fernandinho. I think that's where Pep can get it wrong and that's where City's issues are. It feels like they've not settled down on that exact thing and it can kill them sometimes. What do you reckon with City then and and with United as well? Because I think in in Grealish, uh, uh, not Grealish obviously we talk about City, in Sancho, I like Mason Greenwood on the right-hand side, but he's not the creator that, that, Jack, uh, that Jaden Sancho is. United, other than Bruno, don't have someone that creates goals like Jaden Sancho does. I think Varane is a notable improvement on Victor Lindelof. I think, assuming he's fit, yeah. he's just a better player. I think United have actually improved their starting eleven more than anyone else. I think Lukaku definitely improves Chelsea, but not as much as Sancho and Varane improve United. I think in terms of closing the gap... We've done more than anyone else has with our transfers, even though we've only signed two players. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think on paper we've done we've done we've done well. We've made two major signings. City have signed Grealish, and um, he's like he's only been there two minutes. And mm. City, like I say, De Bruyne, 
he's nothing on De Bruyne, but no. he's going to learn, and he has to learn quick if he wants to get in that first 11 at City. But United at the moment, I could say, are leading the way. Mm. But if City get Kane, then it's a, it's a done deal. Mm. It, the league's done. Do you think? I think well, right, here's, here's something, and this is for people at home as well, and this might just be me living in like a fantasy land, right? When Aguero was at Man City, what was it, 260 goals he got from something ridiculous? A, a ludicrous amount of goals over his time. He scored all the time. His minutes-to-goal ratio is one of the best ever in the Premier League. Phen- phenomenal. Phenomenal striker. How many times was he Premier League golden boot winner? Isn't it like one or none? It wasn't many, was it? I don't think it was often, no. Um because he's always injured for passes. He's injured, that's a, that's a problem for him. His injuries were a problem, but you, you could say the same thing about Harry Kane. Harry Kane will always give you three, mon- three months where he's injured. Exactly. Season, yeah. and, and so I think that you put Harry Kane in that City system, I don't think he gets 45, 50 goals for him. I think he gets less goals for City than he did for Tottenham, just because of how they play. I think they're such a system-based team. Like, look at Raheem Sterling. I don't think anyone on this table would say he's a, a, a top-class finisher or a natural finisher in terms of getting the ball in the back of the net. He's not great at that, I don't think. He's, his composure's not great. He, he misses big chances quite a lot. But he scored, was it 28 goals the season before last for City? Because their system is so well-suited to their attacking players. I think the players. difference with I don't Kane, think Kane's going to score that many goals for him. He won't, he won't he, score the goals, and the difference with Harry Kane though because he's such a unique striker in a style like mm. he can play off the line a bit more than any other striker he can drop deep and he can find those passes and that's why he suits Pep Guardiola and Man yeah. City and that's why I think you're going to see utter dominance from City if he joins he might not score the goals but then if you've got Sterling on, on the left side maybe right. Grealish you've even seen him though. you've seen him what he can do yeah. some of the goals he can he can turn a game Harry Kane bang one I'm not saying he's not a great player and he has been brilliant for you Tottenham put a ball in the net you put the ball in the box, yeah. he'll get your goals. It's about the level of difference in it that you think it'll make. And I think that's what the difference with Kane and Grealish. Yeah. Like, if they'd bought Kane over Grealish, for example, and they don't get Kane now, I would have said Kane, like, they've won the league. Because I mm. just think Kane's just, he's reached that peak right now. Like, last season, that form where he's just dropping pretty much into midfield, just finding mm. wonderful passes into Son, is the intelligence shifting out of his feet to have a quick shot. In, in the area outside the area like real world class like striker um, so I just think with Kane he's just got so much to his game that he slots straight in there into City and if he doesn't score like you said and I can see that happening mm. if he doesn't score a, a crazy amount of goals like maybe he might even not get 20 plus goals in the league mm. he'll still be able to make you can't, can't see him a 50, 45 50 goal striker in a season no, Ronaldo well, did I, that once and, and not, that was a free I'm not season. knocking Kane for saying he won't score 40 40 goals I just, what, the point I was trying to make is he's again obviously not the same thing but he's the sort of the Michael Jordan at Tottenham isn't he? he is everything goes through you if you can't score you'll pass it to someone else whatever you do we trust you at City he isn't that guy anymore he's obviously there's still the, you know, the, the focal point the talisman probably that team the most expensive player in the team if he does go there but he isn't that we'll give you the ball you let us know what you want us to do after that it's not going to be that. He's he's going to be on the end of a lot of things more at City than he is yeah. uh, at Tottenham. Obviously, he gets be taking lot. pens as well. So. Yeah. So that was that was just my point with with Harry Kane. Maybe wrong when he gets fifty goals next year, uh, then I'll look a bit stupid. But I just think the way United have improved, we've taken a bigger step forward than any of the yeah. other teams. But obviously, and Kane it's also today. crucial to Tottenham. They have to keep him if they want to do something again this season as well. Yeah. If they, yeah, if they've got any hopes of getting back in the top four... Yeah, they need him. They yeah. need him. They need him. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool and, and City fans more confident than United. Do you think that's fair? Uh, I would say Liverpool... Yeah, I've got a 
points to prove after losing Van Dyke and sort of they were top of the league mm. at start Christmas. And we saw that all clawed them up and went top of the league as well. City, Liverpool all caught them up. So uh, United, Liverpool, United City caught up with them. Mm. So I think they got points to prove. And um, if you've lost the way you've surrendered your title, it's not, it doesn't sit well with the, the players. No, I think from from a Liverpool fans' perspective, they'd have to look at how that season started with Van Dijk, mm. the Villa result, a couple of the other yeah, games. Yeah, let's eight two against Villa. Whatever it was, eight two seven two seven two. Beat Crystal Ridiculous. Palace as well, didn't they? Well, they lost to Villa seven two. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. Van Dijk in the team, yeah. like you're saying. So that start of the season, for me, the way Liverpool played wasn't their best mm. and I think there were question marks at the back end of the season where they won the title mm. the Arsenal game away from home so those question marks were there with Van Dijk or without him and I think it's not it's nothing to do with him like is it like for enough or anything we'll have to see how he does post injury mm. I get that he gives his team a lift but I still think there's something there in midfield that they're missing mm. if Thiago because when you look at what Thiago's done at Bayern Munich he almost always has an on and off season He's like, there's a period where he'll be injured a lot and he doesn't really have his best seat. But then when he's at his peak, he's a phenomenal player. Yeah. We've seen that in the Champions League winning season, the last one with Bayern Munich. So mm. if he can up his levels and you've got Jordan Henderson back fit, who's got tons of experience, still got a season or two in him, you've got Fabinho, who's arguably one of the best defensive midfielders in the world, then they look good. But I still, if I'm a Liverpool fan, I still have a concern about that midfield because mm. I'm still unsure about that Thiago position. Because if he doesn't step up, you need a concern. I think like... Look at United's midfielder, Bruno, United's midfielder, Bruno Fernandes. Got Paul Pogba. Mm. Of course, there's still issues at the end, but Van der Beek could step up, mm-hmm. step up as well. I think that mm-hmm. midfield still is got crucial. Matic, Fred, McTominay. So, they've to, all to had, work yeah. your way through as well. Exactly. So, and I feel like even as much like McTominay and Fred, a lot of our fans, of course, say a lot about them and mm. whatnot. McFred. And people, yeah, McFred. So. I, I like I like McFred in some of the bigger games, like, yeah. and they've proved that the PSG game away from home and like City games as well, and they they have a lot of games where they they'll get you out of trouble, mm. like, and you can see that, and and they'll stop some of the best midfielders in the world. So it's about how you utilize that. It's about Ali. Go on, Andy. He's, got, he's, he's, co- he's boiling away over there. I, I get it. We can. I go back to the FA Cup quarter final with Leicester. Yeah, it will not. Get you a trophy. No, but that's, that's that was that, they that, were terrible. Well, that game. That, Fred, was, Fred was, that was our ta- that was our chance. No disrespect to Leicester yeah. City. That was our chance to go to the final yeah. and win something. But, but that's the balance, though, Andy. Like I, I, I think I think you need to have a squad, though, because yes, if agree. you look you look at City in the final, Pep picked the wrong team, but he had a squad. He had the option to mm. pick the wrong team. I feel like Oli's just Oli's had McTominay and Fred. And Matic as well was poor in, when he lost his runner against Leicester. Like mm. again, so it's about Manchester United having having to reshuffle every few weeks. Matic when he's got his legs and getting the best out of him. McFred every game, game by game. No, by I game. think I think in the smaller games you can't rely. Where, where you want to be on the front foot in the stadium, they got away with it. In mm. the bigger games, I think they yeah. they, re- they really show like. The City game away from home at the end, like a couple of times. They were brilliant. But that, those games are suited to them. But it's about, yeah. I think Oli's slowly finding his balance across when the pitch. When to play him and when not to play yeah. him. You just can't keep playing and playing and playing yeah. him. Because they, they'll, they'll play well, they'll play well. Then they'll, go, they'll drop off and drop off. Mm. Yeah. You, and when I say Solskjaer's got to know when to play him and not play him. Because if we come, we go to big matches this season, we've got a chance of achieving something. Yeah. Ah, 
sorry lads, it's one or the other. Are you you're playing with Pogba or Donny's getting a game? Mm. Do, I think we need rotation. to see a bit more from Donny as well. Um, um, uh, both in terms of his opportunities and in terms of his output, I think. He's beefed up this season. He's beefed up. Let's hope that's going to make him better. He's an intelligent player, isn't it? Yeah, so he is. if he's adding that physical aspect to his game, then yeah. it's a it's good not thing. not going to hurt him, is it? Yeah, and no, we've no, no. we seen, I think it was the Champions League game against Istanbul, last season, um, where him and Fred were in the midfield and he played mm. the, well, really, like, through that midfield, like, those quick, intricate passes mm-hmm. from deep. They, like, he's not really got an unbelievable range of passing. No. But then with those quick, sharp passes, and you pop it back Still into Still young, he's only 24, isn't he? Yeah, I feel no, like he's just not, ex- he's not really suited to United. Mm. But I think as United develop as a team, when you've got Sancho coming in, when you've got Maguire at his best with his ball-playing ability, you've he's got, got Varane, he's, you've got, got, he's got potential, just like Grealish. It's everyone around him has Same to be age, good to pop off. Where'd you go with, mm. where'd you go with your talent? He's, he's, there's potential there. Mm. I think hopefully the, we'll he see could it. really do something. And, and the, the, we've seen what he's done in the Champions League with Ajax. So when you surround that level of quality around the pitch, because we're going to be spoiled for choice in certain areas of the pitch, I think especially with those players that can play the number 10 or the more advanced roles in Pogba, Bruno and Donny. I feel like it's just Oli's finally finding his feet with how to... to he's even mentioned it in preseason. He said Bruno played too much last season. Mm. And again, it's like Delow as well at right back. Using Delow in giving more than two or three games. Like There's sometimes this useless cup in European games where why is Wan-Bissaka playing in this game? Like Give Delow a run of games to... Mm. Challenge him as well. I think Collie wants to entertain this season as well. Mm. Yeah, we heard about he, the four three three stuff. Haven't we? Yeah, he wants yeah. to entertain and give the fans some. Mm. Um, go straight to the the sort of the third stat that we've got because the second one's basically the same about United finishing second. We've got another one. Uh, this is a good one among Premier League fans. Uh, Man United are fourth favourites to win the title behind City, Liverpool, and Chelsea with nine percent of the votes. Not very much is it. Uh, and the majority of United fans. This is the key thing. The majority of United fans think that City will win the title next season. Does that surprise you? That, that 56% of United fans think City are going to win the league next year? Well, they're the team to be. Yeah. Right? It's, that's, that's perfectly understandable and reasonable. Yeah. But it, that top, them four now are the top four in what order it, it's going to finish. Who knows? Mm. You don't but, think, would Leicester have been there or thereabouts? You don't think they've got a chance of pushing that? No. No, no, no disrespect for Leicester. I think their target now is to make the top four. Mm. They've, they've achieved so much in the last five years. They've, wo- they've won the set. They've won everything in mm. five years. How many premiership teams, football league teams can, can say that? Mm. You know what I mean? It's so uh, incredible achievement from Leicester City. And they want to push on next season. I think if there is like a su- like freak surprise team that pops in, it will be Leicester again. Just yeah. because yeah. I feel like they've, they've set on like a system... And a, and a team that, that just keeps developing. And I think they've sort of grown out of just using Jamie Vardy now. You've got Iheanacho's mm. coming into his own. Had a great end to the season. Dacca they've added Dakar as well. As well. Yeah. He's, he's a great talent. Um, Harvey it, Barnes, who I rate I highly. think he's brilliant, Harvey James Barnes. Madison, like, yeah. coming to his best. And that midfield, for me, Tillemans and Ndidi. We talk about mm. teams that have a consistent midfield that you can rely on throughout the season. And United, like we said... Ollie's finding that slowly but that Leicester team they've had that and I feel like mm-hmm. that's what's always got them close is that they've had that midfield and once indeed he's been injured Madison's been injured yeah, Tillemans has been injured they see right them off that fall off so they? now they've added Samore as well they've bought yeah. him in from Liga and that so so you never know they could for me any team that has that drop off out of the top four which is very possible they can nip in for a Champions yeah. League place but a league they're so not challenging United in terms yeah. of the top. No, 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 no mate. So unless they win the Europa League next yeah. season. Yeah. Oh. But but you think it's fair enough that United fans think City are going to win the league? Yeah. 
it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? If you're being realistic, that like you said, they're the, they've been the team to beat for a decade now. Yeah. Essentially, since about 2011, if you finish above City, you win the league. Well, the top four, yeah. it, uh, the top four as it is, all fans yeah. are demanding a yeah. title challenge, yeah. and we expect a title challenge not to win it, but at yeah. least to have a goal. Let's be there or thereabouts well, in May. Be, yeah, let's be there with a couple of yeah. games to go, and then like you say, if you get anything extra out of it, that's fantastic. So, yeah. but. The expectation this season now for United now is deliver mm-hmm. and a trophy. Like as I said, I don't care what it is. Last season still really hurts that mm. Europa League. We, we went out with a whimper. Yeah, that was bad, wasn't it? Yeah. Did, oh, here's a question for you, actually, just before we go into uh, we've got another talk about it in a second. Do you know, did you see how Thomas Tuchel brought on um, Kepa for Mendy when they were going yeah. into the penalty shootout in the Super Cup? And he said, before the game, we spoke about it. Caballero is basically the, was the best penalty taker, saver last time. But now we've got Kepa and he's better than Mendy. So we brought him on. We talked about it before. We did it. It worked. He saved two penalties, I think it was. They won the Super Cup. Do you think if uh, Solskjaer had brought on Dean Henderson for, for De Gea before the uh, shootout against... Villarreal that we would have won the Europa League. Who knows? You need you, you got to be a strong coach. It's mm. a difficult one though because we don't know what what you see in training. Mm. Like De Gea, we've seen De Gea save decent penalties in the past. I know his record isn't great. Was it? It's, it's like fourteen in a row. He's he's not saved now. He's almost like falling off with his penalties because yeah. I remember Leighton Baines at Old Trafford. And he had a great game. Mm. I think he saved that. I remember Lukaku um, in the semi final against Everton mm-hmm. at Wembley. Hard hit right in the bottom corner, saved that. Yeah, he saved one or two against Arsenal in the past, like when he was younger. So that's good. That Lukaku, it's, it's, though, scoring against the top team and De Gea saving a penalty that's like the movable yeah. force against the stoppable yeah. object. Yeah. Isn't it? Was Lukaku going to bottle it or was De Gea going to bottle it? One of them was going to. If we're yeah. in a position like that again this yeah. season, any competition, yeah. if it's to get to a final, yeah. win it. The manager's got to show some. Uh, I think he's yes. got to show. Got just a little thing there because it meant it, 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 it smashed it in the, training. The, the Chelsea one. Yeah, it's just That's it. statistically, I'm pretty know. sure Dean Henderson is substantially better than than De Gea. Yeah. Anyway, uh, right, yeah. we've got another another stat. Um, there you go. Ninety-eight percent of fans think the club have a realistic chance of silverware this season. With only Liverpool, City, and Chelsea fans thinking, I'm more confident. I can be more confident than ninety-eight percent. But they're saying every single Chelsea fan think they're going to win a, 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 a trophy. That's basically all United fans think we should win a trophy this season. We've, we've spoke about this a little bit already, but that's the no we've got to win silver right right to win anything. Of, of course, You've got to earn it. Yeah, you but got that's got to be the target, hasn't it? Yeah, a, tr- a trophy. I don't care. Like, we had so many the last few years. We've had so many close semi-finals. We get into a final, and it's just taking that final step over the line. I mean, look at Liverpool. Mm. We over the years with Klopp, we got to Europa League final, League Cup final, mm-hmm. lose, lose, lose. Champions League final, Champions League lost. lose, and then they win yeah. it. Then they spurred on from that. So I don't care what it is this season. If it's a League Cup, FA Cup, top four, I'm happy as laddie, mate. I'll mm. be dancing. I'll be I'll be swinging from the chandeliers, mate. Yeah. Tell you. Not in here because I think they're they're water pipes. So if you come down, the old building's coming down. Um, What do you reckon? Silverware? Got to be on it. Yeah, you have to win some sort of silverware this season. And and putting, like I said, we've got enough. If you're adding, if you're finishing second last last season, you've had your patches. Obviously, obviously when Pogba got injured after scoring against Fulham and and that good run of form, United dropped off. So if you get your players fit, you rotate properly. And now having Varane and Sancho allows us to have that. So. Mm Um, and then Marcus Rashford is going to come in again like around November so mm. the team is set for a challenge and a minimum of like a trophy or two something interesting as well obviously I know this is obvious I know this is literally one plus one equals two what I'm saying here 
But I love the fact that, like, Maguire can have a rest, and you've still got someone the quality of Victor Lindelof to, yeah. to back him up. Varane can have a rest. You've got Victor Lindelof to back him up. Like, I know Lindelof isn't maybe a, a top, top world-class centre-back, but he's very good. He's he doesn't, one of he the doesn't best, make that many mistakes. One of the best third options you can probably have. Other than, like, Laporte at City, yeah. who may well leave because he, he seems to be uh, pissed off at his position at the minute. But L- L- Lindelof is a backup option, not just to play, but to give Maguire or Varane a rest on any given yeah. day. To me, that's brilliant. You can turn up against certain sides where you can look to exploit with like a pass over the top. Yeah. Like we've seen him find like Marcus a couple of times, the Granada game, the Sheffield game. Yeah. So if you're doing that, you know, where Oli's gone, you know what, this game, you know, Maguire, Veranda played a bit too much. Mm. Let's rest them for a big like European game or something. We know we can hit this team in that way. Yeah. Use Lindelof because he's actually improved in his like 1v1s. Mm-hmm. In the air, he has improved, but not enough. And he, I think he'll never reach that level to be a Premier League centre-back that you can mm. rely on to deal with those horrible games. Yeah, to win the league. To, yeah. to win the horrible games against the West Broms and the Sheffields. And, and to be honest, when you look back at last season, that's what our downfall was. Mm-hmm. We were fine against City and Lindelof had a great game mm. at the Etihad last season. So it's, it's that balance. And again, it's like we were talking about if United won a challenge. And I think Oli's now ready to just understand his team a bit more in terms of the yeah. fitness, the rotation. And I think we, we could be in for a surprise like... He, we could we could really smash it this season. Like I can see us. It makes you get excited. I really want to see Tony wants to be games. I really want to see. I'm very close. It's going to be games we're going to have to win ugly. Oh yeah. yeah. Go back to West Brom last season. Yeah. Maguire said, "Oh, there's plenty of leaders in the in the in the team." And the performance, it was it was dire. Mm. The yeah. entire game, that West Brom game, that just summed United up. Like yeah. the Sheffield United game. I yeah. mean, and we lost to City, the mm. league by City to 12 points. Mm. I mean. You win them two. It's, like, the it's respectable. Well. And also, you put, you it's put pressure on them. Losing by six points is, is okay. And also, if, you, if you're six that. points behind going into the last five games, there's pressure. Yeah. If you're 12 yeah. points behind, there's no there's pressure no that can no coast. And, and the other thing with that is, like the West Brom game, the Sheffield United games, I think Lindelof was fouled in that game. I think that was a foul. Yeah. He grabbed him, he pulled him back, and he won the header. Re- okay, that fair enough. But either way, we need to be strong enough to win those games even including a mistake yeah. by the ref or including what may be a foul. The same with the Sheffield United one. De Gea was fouled. The refs admitted that. Martial's goal should have stood. The ref admitted that. Uh, was it Martial's goal or was it Maguire's goal? Martial, wasn't it? He dropped down and Martial tapped yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Ma- Maguire with a foul. can't use excuses. No, but that's what I'm now. saying. We need to be strong enough that even if we get two wrong decisions in a game against us, we need to be good enough use and strong enough that we still on. win. Yeah, yeah. spurred it on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, go on, sorry. I'll go, for, I'll, say, I'll go back to the, co- the semi-final against at City. Yeah. Uh, in the League Cup, it was a one-off leg. She's like, "Do you got COVID?" One, one, one nil down with twenty minutes to go. If we get into a position like that, mm. I want, I want to see United throw everything at it. Yeah, everything like in the semi-final to get to Wembley. Yeah, you got to, they got to do it, and I don't care how they do it. Just don't keep, don't, don't put your heads down and accept mm. defeat. Go yeah. for it. I feel like now with Jaden Sancho, I've, I've watched him on a couple of occasions for Dortmund, where he really like thrives in those situations mm-hmm. where teams are like compact and. And he can, he almost plays himself into the area a lot of the time. He will make the him. right decision. He, he, he can change he, a game. I feel like he's, he has that, got, he's got that mentality. I think even with all the transfer talk and everything in that cup, uh, winning the cup for Dortmund last season. Mm. That was goal a fantastic and assist ball. in the final. Yeah, and That's a great goal. And he just feels, you can see that passion. You can see that level of like wanting to win. And, mm. and I think we was watching something like when chatting to Rio. And and he and he could see his reaction to just like really wanting to. Don't worry, lads. I'm getting us to Wembley. Yeah, and oh, then, yeah I, can't, I love and to the, see that. The thing with that is as well, Dortmund had a terrible season. They scraped Champions League in the end, but also winning them that trophy. 
Dortmund don't win many trophies, and I've said yeah. this loads on here. People look at Dortmund as like the second best team in Germany. I think that's their second trophy in nine years. Something ridiculous. So it's like fourteen, it, yeah. Yeah. So it's it, you so know they don't win that many trophies, and for for Sancho to sort of basically drag them over the line. Uh, it was brilliant. We've got a super chat from Arindam uh, Wasti. He said, hey guys, I've got a chat, uh, a chant for Varang, sung to the theme tune of Kesar Sarah. It's a bit long for a super chat. Could you check in the comments section after the video? Well, get in the comments now. We'll read it out if it's any good. Andy's got to start singing it on, on Saturday. Um, <laughs> we've got uh, another stat to get to while uh, producer Callum is having a look for that comment. Um, Right, this is mad. This is the most mad one that we've, that we've had so far. Leeds, 70%. Man City, 56%. And Newcastle, 37%. All consider Man United to be their biggest rivals, but United are split between City and Liverpool, with only 1% saying Leeds being our biggest rivals. Leeds, I kind of get, fair enough, maybe, you know, 70% is quite a lot, but, you know, City, again, 56%. Who else are their rivals? Stockport. Newcastle United, though... Over a third of Newcastle fans think Man United are their biggest rival. Oh, so, What's that about? They're so lonely up there. They've got no one to hate. Everyone just, everyone just wants to be United's rival, isn't it? You got Arsenal, you yeah. got City, you got Do Liverpool, you, think that's you got Leeds. Like I was going to say ninety-six. I, I love it if we hate them. Love it. They love it. They hate us. Thirty-seven percent of Newcastle fans think that they're we're their biggest rival. They're no Sunderland, no Middlesbrough. They got no one to hate. It's the, the poor PTSD, little guys. It? You think? Like, yeah, so they I, just hate us the most, so I therefore think Sir we're Alex just like ruined childhoods, didn't he? Like yeah. that was it. They, they've up I mean, and down the country. They, they, they didn't get the takeover they wanted, so they got to hate somebody. You know what I mean? They That's were, mad. They ain't my cash They got to hate someone else. And it's weird because you know, uh, you know, like everyone up and down the country. You go on any night out, and p- people are chanting, "We all hate Leeds scum." That's like in in nightclubs up and down the country, and yet everyone hates them. But well, you know, quite substantially, most Leeds fans consider United to be their biggest rival. It's not a surprise, is it? Like I said, a lot of that's down to like the Fergie era, how much pain that has been caused to these teams yeah. by Man United. Uh, obviously, Leeds, we took their best player of the year after the year they won the title, and then we won it and then never won it again. Uh, and, and Newcastle, st- we stopped them winning it. Um, but even so, it's, it's quite, su- quite surprising, that, isn't it? And, and does that surprise you, Andy, that more people uh, consider City a bigger rival than Liverpool these days? Because I bet 10, 15 years ago, that wouldn't have been the case, would it? Uh, no, to me... Liverpool yeah City will be City to me yeah. no disrespect I've got City in my family but I grew up with City being that little little team from my side but City is City are, are the, with the big boys now but for me it's Liverpool all the yeah. way and I, it took City 35 years to join hating Liverpool only when the team balls got smashed at Anfield mm. Because City fans were always all right with Liverpool when mm. I was growing up. Oh, not well, the, what is it? The, the, <laughs> the enemy is my enemy is my friend. Yeah, So yeah. they were like, well, Liverpool oh. ate City. Oh, yeah, we you, ate, you uh, Liverpool ate United. Coach. We ate United. I think we're best eight, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you reckon to that? Who, who's, in your mind, who's the biggest driver? What's the biggest game? I think it's always Liverpool, isn't it? I yeah. think it just has that... I do have a lot. I feel like over the last season or so, just because just because of the way I think like City have gotten around winning things, and mm. not, that's not to say United haven't spent and other teams haven't spent, mm. but everything for me like looking at City is just like proper plastic. Like everything's yeah. just not. It's just like you know like the greedish unveiling and like all that stuff when you're watching it and like you go to the Etihad now and it's like this is not the city I knew. Like yeah, I I grew up like not far from the old ground, like yeah. from Main Road. That was like local fans there and stuff like that and speaking to people like that's what I see is like real city so with mm-hmm. that all being shifted over 
I like just being pumped. It's just not the same. I think that's the difference when Liverpool have won it. It feels a bit more of one thing. It's a mm. bit more yeah, worthy. They, you know you want to beat them because like, they've won the... Also, yeah, United have got I'm a lot more jealous when Liverpool win something. Cause it yeah. just went it hurt more when Liverpool fine. won the league than when City did. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it really that, that says it all, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, wait, no. That was did horrible. Well, I don't know. No one saw I it. See it. I heard rumours. If, 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 if a team lifted a trophy and, it, and no one's there to see it, did no it actually happen? Last season either, so no. Like a tree falling in the woods, that title, wasn't it? Like an X-File. What happened last two years? I didn't see it. I was asleep. Same, I was asleep. I was. Um, yeah, interesting. I mean, I, I'm surprised that... Uh, well, I say it's only 1%, so it's, it's not a particularly huge thing, but it's, it's surprising that people would say that Leeds are... The, the United's biggest rivals. Obviously, there's a rivalry there, but the biggest rival, that's I surprising, isn't it? Leeds goes back longer. Oh, I know it does, but to say they're to above Don Liverpool, River. above City. Oh, yeah, it goes back to Don River. My dad uh, taught me about it and mm. over the years. And Leeds got promoted in 1990 and I was 15. I remember the, the trash Bournemouth and all that. They got promoted. Albert Wilkinson, uh, 91. 1991, Leeds mm. were in the Stretford end. Leeds fans in the Stretford end when Leeds scored when Mel Sterling. That's All the United it. fans charged him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's quite a, a long rivalry going Oh, yeah. And obviously, it goes deeper. They yeah. still remember it. 70% of Leeds fans saying that we're our, their biggest yeah, rival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in the dark dumbs, the, the low, the low what Lee went, Leeds mm. went through, they were still hating us from afar. Mm. You know what it was. Have we got any more stats, Callum? There we go, look. This is a big one for me. I want to talk about this. Get, let me know in the comments as well. This surprised me, this one. 76% of Man United fans would prefer City's owners, Sheikh Mansour and the City group, over the Glazers. Now, I think I can speak for us all in saying none of us here like the Glazers. You fan? Yeah. You fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? I'm just thinking I thought we might get a few nods in the head, but nothing. Uh, yes, yeah, none of us like the Glazers. But for me, the the without, let's not, we, we won't, go into too many of the details of this, but the, the, the sort of the record and the, the, the way that they, they've got their money, the way that they govern things, the way that things go on, I would take the Glazers over City's owners just because of the, the sort of the human rights aspect and that sort of thing. It's the same personally. thing with like the both dodgy. They Saudi are. Arabian Glazers thing. are dodgy, so City's owners both dodgy. Yeah, but there's, there's levels there's, to there's dodgy levels in there. To One like is like, the Glazers are greedy and they're nicking money out of Man United. The city's nearly, owners are nearly destroying again, football. Let's, yeah, okay. Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, let's say allegedly, allegedly. destroying lives. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? The gla- there's a, yeah, yeah, there's levels that, to yeah. it. Yeah, but and the Glazers I, nearly the destroyed the, football. Of course, but and I'm, I'm not a fan a of the Glazers, jam. Andy. Mm. So all of but this why it's a good debate. Hush money, hush money. Spend, yeah. spend. We got to spend this. We got to do that. Yeah. Can you imagine? Um, they would uh, if they, if they haven't got caught. This Super League didn't happen. Didn't happen. And uh, he, w- he wouldn't have spent this money. Probably not. No. Uh, if, the, if the protest didn't happen, we still have the same side. That wouldn't have, still have I don't the same think we'd have We might have one of them, but not both. What, do you, what were you going to say then? Abdul? I think it's the same thing with like the Saudi Arabian takeover, yeah. supposedly a couple of seasons back, like when there was talks of that. And it's just I, w- I didn't want us to have, be involved in any of that. It's mm. just the background of where that money's coming from. Like again, allegedly the, the influence in the Middle East, like with the arms and stuff like that, and that things that are leading to like horrific things happening um, I think to English people across the world and I, I wouldn't 
want my club to be so like i said everyone's some some people just don't care like that money's gonna come in and i've had a laugh about it and mm, whatever like oh we're gonna have a lot of money we'll sign this we'll sign messi Ronaldo, yeah, yeah. whatever but i'm a bit but, like russian you do, dodge russians are dodge yeah <laughs> well let's like, not use that as a blanket statement <laughs> but in terms of the the there's rumors and history of with with different people yeah. in there but i personally i, I mean I, let's can we get the comments on the screen for this callum just because um I think it's a really interesting that six, that seventy six percent of United fans would swap owners. Does that surprise you? Obviously, presumably put in sort of you know, in terms of the way they've run Manchester City as a club, City of course you'd take their, their owners any day. They they've invested gen- well. They've got a great manager. The current generation of United fans. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, people saying human rights abuses. Yes, but we give them our money for their oil uh, and need that money invested back into our economy. Well. I don't know. For me, I just think it's. Uh, I, I, I can't imagine having City's owners at United. I wouldn't, I wouldn't swap that. I mean, I would love an English as much billionaire. As a, an English be, billionaire. Or just, uh, so just good. someone that didn't get involved. Someone that didn't nick loads yeah. of money out of the club. Maybe put a bit in if they wanted to here and there. What, but it, it just wasn't just a parasite. It, would be great. If we win your old millions, us three tonight, we just buy United. Yeah. And say, right, yeah, do this, spend yeah. what you want, and we'll just sit and enjoy it. Yeah, uh, Will Charter says, I mean, there's no such thing as ethical capitalism and no billionaire has become a billionaire by being a nice guy. But yeah, human rights abusers ain't the one. Like I said, there are levels. Some people will yeah. put out the small, you know, let's say I open a car garage or I start making, I might put out a business, the small, you know, mum and dad run store that's been in, in business in town for 50 years. I might put them out of business, but I'm not ruining people's lives, knocking houses down, putting people in prison for having opinions about me. I'm not doing that. There's, there are different levels, and certain people have made money in much more extreme and harsh ways than others. And for me, I'd, as much as I, I hate the Glazers and everything that they stand for and how they've run Manchester United, I wouldn't swap them for the, the, the city owners, just from a human rights perspective. But it's an interesting one. 76%, that's it. Overwhelming majority of United fans would swap. Surprising, isn't it? Yeah, it's... It doesn't really surprise because as, as a football fan, like we're not everyone's different, but like as the average like football fan or like some like kid on Twitter is just mm. like he, he looks at his city fan mates, Liverpool fan. Yeah, mates, that's true. They're winning everything. They're like, oh, I just they don't really look at that side of things. Mm. And and fair enough, you know, everyone everyone's got their own opinion. And yeah. like I said with the Glazers, we've all got that stance in terms of what they've done. I mean, the real the real the, club, the real but, solution is all the clubs. are fan run uh, that would be a start wouldn't it yeah that's a start that's I mean it's gone down the, uh, like just a horrible route in it like mm. the, the level of control whether it's United Liverpool Newcastle and Mike Ashley like it's all it's all across the country but again it's just it's just yeah, on I mean, the key is if all these millionaires pulled out where would it leave the where would it leave the football clubs mm. I mean what what you've got what you have gained now could could the fans continue it? I'm pretty sure they could because if the city fans on here and the owners of Liverpool pulled out and the Glazers left and Abramovich left, I'm sure the fans could take over. I think some clubs it. would. I don't. Th- city uh, City couldn't sustain their model now without the without their owners. I don't think Chelsea could. United could, as we know, because our owners basically don't do anything anyway in terms of giving. But there are some clubs that are using their owners as a crutch, and some clubs that that aren't. I think if if City owners left now, it wouldn't be if Pep and then Pep goes, then it's you know X Y and Z. It won't fall apart. It won't fall apart, but they wouldn't. They would not be doing what they're doing now. They those won't. Owners. They won't have everything they've no. got now. No, and they talk about like the sustainability and the sponsorships and stuff. They've, you know they've sold 
their own stadium to their owners or the name of the stadium. They, they sponsor their own kit. And they're like, oh, this, no, it's real, it's fine, this is real. They give us 43 million quid a year for our kit sponsor. It's like, yeah, but you're paying yourself that. Imagine you had a mate and he came to you like, hey, listen to this bit of a money-making scheme I've got. If you have a low on cash, here's what I do. I just sold myself my own T-shirt, 60 quid. 60 quid in the back. You're like, no, mate, that's your own money. Hey, here's another one. Uh, these trainers I've got only worth 50 quid. I just bought them off myself for 150 quid. He's like, you're not making money. This is your own money. It doesn't count. And that's what City are trying to do. Don't count, does it? It's not real money, that. Unless you're Del Boy. <laughs> I'm going to sell myself my own trousers, I think. 150 quid. Uh, right, let's have a look at some of the, the games uh, uh, in this opening weekend then. Um, obviously, tonight, uh, Brentford Arsenal. New you watching it? New stadium, new team. Yeah. Same old Arsenal. So, yeah, I'm going for a Brentford win. You think Brentford will win? Everyone, everyone's saying Arsenal are going to shit it, aren't they've, they? They think, I read something before coming here, it was about Lacazette and Aubameyang potentially mm. being out. Yeah. I think Ketty is injured. Ill. Ill. So, I don't know what's happening with that. And Saka's obviously played the Euros up until the end. Mm. So, I don't know what they're going to do. They could be coming in as a weak side. They've got a new look defence with Ben White, who I think is good. But, mm-hmm. it's I don't know. I, I think I'd go for a... A one-one. Brentford looks hard. When he played at Old Trafford, yeah, the they did. I think the only issue are, that I had with them was like I was keeping an eye on Ivan Tony, and and obviously he scored so many goals in Championship, thirty-three goals mm. last season. Um, he just did a lot, a bit too much for me outside the area, and then again maybe the approach we've seen a lot of these players and like teams that do so well in the Championship, and then once they're in the Premier League, yeah, like everything for the, the goal numbers and everything dries yeah. up. So it's just about you know assessing how Brentford do, but I'll go for a 1-1 because Arsenal got the injuries today. Um, we'll, we'll get to United then before we go. The other the other sort of major fixture is, is Tottenham City on Sunday, half four. Obviously, Harry Kane being the main talking point, he's not going to be playing by the looks of things because he's not even back yet. I I don't know what I've got a sneaking suspicion. This is literally just a, a a theory that I've come up with. I think he's injured, and I think he's been injured for a while. And I think that they're trying to hide it by he's coming back late. All that I think he's struggling with fitness rather than just being moody. I reckon he's fucked, but they want to hide Summer's, it. I think that's why he wasn't Gary so good Neville at the Euros. Said this the other day: summit has happened behind the scenes. Yeah, he's not. He, he knows. He's, something's happened with Harry Kane mm. and like he said something something's been said to him mm. and that's why it's, it is what it is at the moment do you think that's going to put, give City uh, Tottenham sorry an extra sort of momentum extra impetus in that game because they're like obviously massive underdogs anyway because City are just much better than him and then now you've got the whole Harry Kane saga do you reckon Tottenham have got a chance of grabbing a couple of points off City that'd be great for United as well to start the season Mate, you say you've got to be out of the trap straight away United like everybody so we're yeah, if you get an head start on City, why not? Mm. I think Spurs. I think Spurs have had a decent preseason. I think they beat um, Arsenal. I was watching the other Jimmy day. Chelsea, Son. two yeah. two. Yeah, I remember that. that. A couple of the good games where I think Son looks pretty decent. Deli Ali's finding his feet again. So mm. again, like City players have come injured, coming back from the Orals late. Um, I've not really kept up with what they've done at preseason, but City. I've not said they yeah. had. They had two games. They beat Preston. Uh, two and only beat Blackpool four one. A lot of that goes out the window goals. as well, doesn't oh, it? Be, yeah, be yeah, yeah pre-seasons obviously like you can't look too too yeah. deep into it. I think Foden's out, um, Kevin De Bruyne's out, mm-hmm. so there's a couple of injuries there. Um, so let's see, like this is where United yeah. if they're not back for it. Eight this is where he's taking advantage you of. Got that. Take, yeah. If you get an head, you get an head start on him, you got to mm. keep your noses in front, lad. Yeah. 
I think that's you. huge. First I think eight games of the season. A lot of people talk about Liverpool being a bit of a worry because a lot of their players haven't been away, uh, either with injury or you know they've got a lot of African players, so they haven't been to the Euros or the uh, Copa America. Or the Olympics. Of, or, or the, yeah, of the top teams, they've probably had the least of their players go of the, of the top four teams, and also the fact that they were. You know, and I know Van Dyke obviously has had an injury, but they've had players in Trent in Van Dyke who've now sort of been allowed to all those little niggling injuries that Heal. they would have had. It, they're just focusing on one. They're probably going to come back maybe even fresher than they would have done if they hadn't had that extra time off. Do you worry about them? They've got a relatively easy start as well. Um, yeah, of course. You always got to worry about that. Those teams, especially like with consistent goal scorers in the in the team, like mm. Salah and and Ma- I think Mane can get back to his form. So. I think, like we were saying at the start of the show, it really is anyone's like title out of those four yeah. teams. I think, you'd, again, you'd put City as the favourites, but any sort of drop-off from form from them, one of those teams will take advantage. And I'm, I, to be to be honest, I lean more towards Chelsea now that they got Lukaku. Think? Just because I think even if he doesn't have a great season, like mm. adding the goals that Havertz and Werner didn't really get. But again, Werner still got the He's got well. a point to gr- prove. And, and he's come United, back the a better player. Shift, mm. shift, shift, shift and the out. thing with Lukaku is, even in, in the second year at United, when he wasn't so good, <coughs> he still got 17 goals. And he, yeah. he played a lot of games uh, as Sobo uh, out on the right hand side. Yeah. Like if he starts, if he unless he gets injured, injured he will get well. twenty goals for Chelsea next season, no doubt. Yeah, he just will. He will. And it could be thirty plus because of how you know clini- uh, you know clinical is in those positions. I think yeah, they're going to. It's good well, to have that as a backup, isn't it? You got Kante, who's like obviously like you can. Kante's won the title with mm. Leicester, won the title with Chelsea, won the Champions League, the World Cup. So. You know, he's one of the best midfielders in the world, without a doubt. And I think Jorginho's coming to his own a little bit more. Like, at the start, when he joined, everyone watching him would have been like, it's not really going to suit the Premier League. He yeah. needs more of a destroyer in that area of the pitch. And I think they're starting to complicate, you know, so, so complement, sorry, complicate, complement mm-hmm. each other a lot more now when watching them. So, you know, Jorginho's won the Champions League, the Euros, and, and they look like a serious force for me. Maybe mm. the defence has still got... A, yeah, I think the defence isn't it's great. It's the defence, if anything. You know, but other than every that, every side now, it, the top four, they will have a, a run of games mm. where it's a stinker. Then they'll just click and mm. get them fire on. It's yeah. going to have to expect it. It'll happen to United, it'll happen to Chelsea, Liverpool, mm. and City. So you just deal with it and get on with it. Because <coughs> yeah. that is the top four. I don't see anybody breaking I into it. I don't think anyone does, really. Maybe Leicester if, if somebody drops off. That's uh, it. Killing Wallace with the super chat before saying Abdul knows ball, so. Nice little compliment for you there. Nice one, mate. Um, right, that's going to be all from us. Before we go, give me a score prediction for Leeds. May United tomorrow, 12.30 kick-off. Obviously, we'll have the watch-along here at Stretford Paddock, so make sure you tune in for that. 25 past 11, coming in just before the team news comes out. So join in, check out from the team news all the way through to the end of the game here on Stretford Paddock. Andy Tate. I'm going 2-0 United. 2-0, Abdul. I'm going to go 1-0 United. Bruno Fernandes goal. Jaden Sancho assist. Oh, I love that. Absolutely love that. I've, I've already said 1-0 on it's the like preview. Christmas Eve, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's Christmas Eve. I'm yeah. so excited. 1-0, I reckon. I think it's going to be a horrible game. I think it's going to be a really difficult, tough game. Like it was... Uh, Why are the roses made? Last year... Lancashire Archer and it ain't cricket. I think it's going to be like that. <laughs> Hopefully now I can get the win. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Hopefully Stephen Housen will be back next week. So for all of you asking where Steve is, he's still about, don't worry about that. Uh, and hopefully he's he should about. be on next week. Thank you, Abdul, for coming down once again, yeah. mate. Thank you, Andy, thank for coming you. on. The face of Sky Bet. Yeah, uh, if you're looking out for me, just a quick one. I should be on a billboard somewhere near Old Trafford. Look tomorrow. at this! And he's on an advert. What are you doing? Kicking some flowers and something? Yeah, kicking some flowers and shouting the double. 
know what I mean? That's Andy Tate, Skybet famous. You're on the advert. How good's that? Oh, yeah. I'll be there tomorrow with me old man. Lovely. Right. Uh, yeah, if anyone's at the game tomorrow, obviously, good luck. Great being back in it. I, I'm not going tomorrow, but I'll be back for the Newcastle game next month, so I'm looking forward to that. Right, thank you very much again for joining us. We'll see you in a bit. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.